Everything is fine. What? Everything should be okay. We can you can go ahead and start. Okay, terrific. This is Chaim Bravinder. And it's a few minutes later than it should be, but uh, we're doing our best. This year, this year is uh, a year that is connected to Rosh Hashanah and dedicated to Dr. In memory of Dr. Chuck Feldman, dedicated by his loving family. And I spoke today to Daniel, Dr. Feldman's son, and uh, one of his sons, and he. Uh, he, he interestingly told me that Nitzavim, the Parashat is the Bar Mitzvah Parsha, his father's Bar Mitzvah Parsha, which, you know, I don't know what these things mean, but they could mean something. In any event, in any event, I wanted to say something about Rosh Hashanah, but I have to say it in a roundabout way. The first thing is that I remind you that in the regular Machzah, you know, I don't know what will happen this year, whether we'll be able to daven in a, in a normal way or we have to daven in an abnormal way. But you know, every time we blow the shofar, the blowing the shofar is followed by, blowing the shofar is followed by, just one second, I have to. Blowing the shofar is followed by a piyut. Piyut is a, is a word we use to describe like kind of poetry that we don't understand. So that piyut begins with the words Hayom Harat Olam. Hayom Harat Olam. Today, Rosh Hashanah is the birthplace of the world. The world was born. The world was born on Rosh Hashanah. That's what we say. Now, what's the connection? What is the connection between the birth of the world and, and Rosh Hashanah? I mean, why do I mention it? And it turns out to be quite important in the order of davening because we say our Yom Arat Alam, we read that piyut, even on days that we don't blow shofar, like our Shabbos, we don't blow shofar, we say our Yom Arat Alam, but just the, 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 the second phrase, is Hayom Ya'amid Mishpat. Today, everybody stands in judgment. Okay, I can understand that. But what's it have to do? What do these two ideas have to do with Tchiyat Shofar? So we're going to get to it. Uh, if you're looking at the sheet or you're looking at the screen, right? Zvarim Perikavchet, starting from Pasuk Savach Gimel, this is what we call the Tochacha. Parashat Kitavo, the last week's parashat, which lists an endless, almost endless list of terrible things that might happen to us if we deserve to be punished, but nothing quite as terrible as what the last few psukim indicate. Hey, let's look at the psukim together. The Pasuk says that God is happy, filled with joy to bring you goodness and and to 
to uh, let you increase. Can Yassis in a similar manner? God will be very happy. Yassis Hashem Aleichem Laavidetchem to destroy you, Lashmidetchem to wipe you out. You'll be uprooted from the earth. This is kind of a like a sad note. It's not only all the bad things that happen to you as punishment, but somehow, somehow HaKadosh Baruch is going to be overjoyed. Rashi, if you look at the bottom, it's on the page. If you look at the bottom there, so Rashi sort of changes it. God will be happy to allow the enemies to overwhelm you. I mean, like he said, it's almost as though Rashi can't really absorb the idea in the Pasuk itself. The Pasuk is so devastating to imagine that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is happy to praise us and happy to destroy us. That sounds really bad. Vinisachtem, the word you uproot. You uproot, and then Rashi quotes a pasuk. Pasuk of the next pasuk. Next pasuk. Oh, let me just get the. Uh, let me get the highlighter. Yeah. Samach Dalet. You see it? There it is. God will disperse you. So one end of the world to the other, one end of the land to the other. I mean, it's a bad, it sounds bad. And there you will serve other gods. You understand that this idea of serving other gods is 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 the primary idea one of the primary ideas of the time of the torah that the torah said we have to uproot and 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 it was not entirely successful i mean if you learn the yahushua and shoftim and shmuel you see that the people were obsessed with idolatry and even after miraculous victories they kept returning again and again to idolatry and then, and here it says, It's like always promising you that you're going to be a, a, a bad person. You and your, your forefathers are not, were not those kinds of people, I guess. Eitz va'even. Eitz va'even. So, okay. Rashi again modifies, mitigates. It's, 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 he just doesn't like it. If you look at the Rashi, Rashi says, Hashem Elohim achirim, One second. Oh, here we are. Here we are. Here's the Rashi. I'm underlining it, right? Kitargumo. You know, Rashi, Rashi had a lot of faith in the Targum of Unculus. Unculus was a Tana. He lived with the Tanaim. He was a student of the Tanaim. But uh, for Rashi, Unculus was the, pri- the primary source. Lo avodat elohut mamaj. It doesn't mean that they're going to serve other gods. Mamaj. 
in fact, Ela Ma'alim Mas Vigul Galiyot Lekomrei Avodazara. But what what does it mean that they're going to pay the price of living in an idolatrous world? I mean, pay the price literally. That's what Raju says. Ma'alim Mas they pay a tax. Vigul Galiyot. Gul Galiyot are head tax. A head tax for okay. Uh, they will now we're up to Pasuk Samachvav. This sounds pretty bad, right? Samachvav, Ayuchayacham Tluim Samachay, Bagoyim Haim, Lo Targir, Veloyem Anoch, Kafla, Kavletana, Shem Lecha, Sham. Lev ragaz v'chilyone nayim v'davon nevizor. It's really going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. So these psukim, these psukim with the with the corrections of Rashi, say that even after the punishments that are delineated, there'll be, uh, uh, you know, there'll be a famine, and there'll be a COVID, and there'll be other things after that it's just going to be awful it's going to be awful pasuk samach zayin pasuk you're not going to know what's going on you're going to be drunk with pain and unhappiness. You'll live in a constant state of fear. You'll, you'll be constantly afraid of what, what you're in, where you're living, what, what's going on. Now there's something. What is that? What is that? Is that worse than locusts? Is that worse than COVID? Is that worse than all the makot? All the plagues that are listed at the beginning of the parsha? You know, the, 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 the Rashi says, you see Rashi? So we know what on the Yota they're boats. She says, Bisvinot Right? So you see, there are two words that explain one word. That's always bad. Two words. The word Svinot in Rashi. Well, that's on the Yot. We know that. We know that word. What does Bishviya mean? What does Bishviya So the portion of Rashi, they say, well, Rashi was concerned that you might think that they had, they were in uh, first class in the Oniyot. So why does it say Oniyot? If God wants us to return to, forces us to go back to Mitzrayim, so we'll force us to go back to Mitzrayim. We'll go as slaves. We'll go like Yosef. Went to Mitzrayim when he went in a, in a boat. So Rashi says, no, no, they're really they're sort of in jail on the boat. Well, it doesn't say that, but it doesn't say that in the in the pasuk at all. It says that shivcha shem mitzrayim on the yot, but there Hashem mati lecha lotosiv odli rota. 
and I'm going to send you back to Mitzrayim in the place that I told you that you should never see again. And you will become slaves there, but not on the boat. The last pasuk, this, these are the words of the covenant that Moshe Rechrotet B'nai Yisrael to and to make an arrangement, an agreement with B'nai Yisrael Beretz Bo'av in the land of Moab. There's a lot. They say that, they say unpack. We can unpack a lot here, but I just want to know about Mitzrayim. What is this business about Mitzrayim? Now the attitude of the attitude of uh, let me see if I can turn this page. Wow, did it? Sort of did it. You know, Mitzrayim has a very special place in the view of Halakha. The Halakha says that you're not allowed to go to Mitzrayim. And not allowed to go to Mitzrayim means that you're probably not, certainly not allowed to settle in Mitzrayim. Now, we know that in our day, our day, one of the great halachas of our times, Rabbi Vadi Yosef, spent several years in Mitzrayim. And he went to Mitzrayim in order to help the community there. So there was a community in Mitzrayim, a Jewish community in Mitzrayim. So when he was asked about this, what is that? He, he answered, of course, in a halakhic manner, and he tried to prove that the prohibition of going back to Mitzrayim was a prohibition for people who wanted to go permanently. But if you go temporarily, you had a particular job to do, and you had to somehow, uh, you had to, he had to live in Mitzrayim for some positive reason, that that was all right. So when we say that people, that, that, that the Torah didn't want us to go to Mitzrayim, so what exactly are we talking about? We're talking about three different times that the Torah tells us not to go to Mitzrayim. Three different times. It's almost like keeping Shabbat. Don't go to Mitzrayim. So here an example, Shmot Perik Yudal Pasuk when they left Mitzrayim, Shmot Perik Yudalit, right before Shirat Ayam, Vayom Moshela Am Al Tirau, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid of what? Of the Egyptians who are running after you. It Yatsvu, it Yatsvu. You know what Yatsvu is? It's that same word that starts the Parshat HaShavua this week, Nitzavim. 
to stand straight, to stand strong, to be planted where you are. Hityatsvu, show up. Uru at Yeshuat Hashem you're going to have the opportunity to see the salvation that God brings to you today. Key, again, you're going to you see them, you see them chasing after you, you see them not being able to keep up the promise, you see that lotosifu otam od ad olam. You're not gonna you're not gonna be able to see them ever again. So it's not that God will prevent them from being seen, but it's rather that you're not gonna go to see them. We know that. We know that Ki Ashera Itam it Vitrayim. Mashra Itam Atarashi says, Hey no Elahayom. You're only gonna see them today. Doesn't mean you won't see them. It means you should not go to see them. Shouldn't go to see them. Another pasuk. Let me just get the. Uh, I wonder if I could take care of this in advance. Uh, Is another pasuk, another pasuk, the end of Dvarim, Dvarim Perikiyudzai and pasuk Tedzai. In a discussion about the king, in a discussion about the king, what the limits are for the king, what is it he should not get involved in. So the pasuk says, susim, you shouldn't have too many horses, and he should not bring us back to Mitzrayim. In order, you know, he had some kind of a reason. He wants to get horses. Horses come from, oh, I don't know if they come from, but the Egyptians do about horses. Then this is an interpretation of the passage that we just read in Shemot. Don't go. Don't go. In other words, God will not send you there. But here God is sending, but but you and you with the king should not go there, should not be there, should not know about what you are, what we are talking about. Okay. There's one more pasuk that uh, I think we have to to look at. One second. This is a pasuk in the parish of Mitzavim. Our pasuk, Mitzavim, Devarim Perik Lamed, Devarim Perik Lamed, it's called Parshat Atshuvah. The whole parak is called Parshat Atshuvah. We're only going to look at the first three psukim. The first three psukim say, Ve'yaki yavo alecho kol advarim That's Parshat Kitavo. All of the klalot of Parshat Kitavo, including the ones at the end that we read about. Which I placed, I, 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 I warned you about that. I, I told you what's going to happen. 
Vashivota elevavecha. Pekola goyim ashay dicha kashevelukecha shavashivota elevavecha. You will be able to return to your heart. Or I would say it means you will do tshuva. It'll be a real tshuva. You'll be able to do tshuva. The end of days is going to be connected to tshuva. Bechol hagoyim, right? Wherever you happen to be, God sent you to all these places. Vishavta So this is like everybody says. Everybody knows that tshuva is not simply a way of checking off something. They say, oh, I did it. I feel sorry. I won't do it again. Let's eat the sponge cake after Yom Kippur. The shavta ad Hashem Elokecha, tshuva, creates an essential change between man and God. It's not just, I know I did the wrong thing, and I'm sorry for it but I want to be closer to HaKadosh Baruch The reason that I did the wrong thing was because I didn't realize how important it was. I had some idea that some things are less important than others. And I did it, right? Vishabda Hashem Elokecha, so that Shuva is about God, man, woman, God. Vishamata Bekolo. And suddenly you hear what God has to say. Those you think about it, it makes sense to you. In the way that I am, you understand the tzivu, you understand that it means something, you understand that you might not even understand what it means, but it comes from such a reputable source that you can't ignore it. Ata uvanecha. All of you, and God will have mercy. So we see from the Psukim in the Torah, I mean, we don't have to look further than the Torah, even though, I mean, you can look. But you have to look further than the Torah to understand that Shuvah is not about an Avera. The fact that you could take care of an Avera of a transgression is important, but not what Shuvah is really about. You know, people people say, uh, in the past, we've thought about different aspects of Shuvah. So you know the Shari Shuvah, the Shari Shuvah wants to know, if I did tshuva last year, on something I did last year, do I have to do tshuva on the same thing over again? So the, the point is, the point is that tshuva is a game changer. It's not about, even though in the Ram, before the Rambam, it seems that it was, but it's not really about atonement, if atonement means I can check it off. I did something. I'm sorry that I did it. I'm not going to do it again. Check it off. It's not, it doesn't bother me anymore. It doesn't, but Shuva is like an opportunity. It's an opportunity to reconsider things. And that's what it says. 
God will have mercy upon you because of the burden of transgression. So the punishment, the punishment is you're going to be out in the world and the world has all kinds of negative, negative influences. There's also a few good ones, but that's what the Pesach is saying. And then God will bring you back to a place where the availability of the religious experience is greater. So listen to Rashi. You see that Rashi? Rashi's correcting the Hebrew. It should have been, and God will. We'll do it. That the Shechina, Shechina is a name for God. But it, it means more than that. But it's in this, it's sufficient to say that. Shechina kiviachol. Kiviachol means I'm going to say something even though I know that I can't say it. That God somehow is with B'nai Yisrael in the exile. When they, when they are redeemed, God is also redeemed. When they are redeemed, God declared redemption for himself. That's what Kiviyachol is. God returns with them. That the greatness of the day of the ingathering of the exiles there's a difficulty here. It's hard. Similar. Each one has to hold on. So that Gula is hard. Gula is hard. But God promises that there will be a gula. Gula doesn't mean you move from place A to place B. It's not like going from New Jersey to Miami. Gula is changing everything. Everything changes. The purposes change. The, the rationales for, for doing what you're doing and living the way you're living. I mean, all of that changes. So what happened to Mitzrayim? What happened to Mitzrayim? And go back. Go back. Pasuk Tamachet, Veshivcha Shem Israim Boniot, Veshivcha Shem Israim Boniot. You know, and this is like uh, something 
I have said often, you know, if you want to tell a story, you have to decide on where it begins. You have to decide where it begins. And that was the question that the Haggadah had to answer. Where does the story start? And so the Haggadah says, it starts, you could start in different places. The same story, there are different aspects to it. You see it differently. I mean, anybody who studies literature knows this, knows that what I'm saying is very obvious and simple. Maybe I'm saying it for the computer programmers. It's all, where does the story start? So the, the Haggadah says, well, it, maybe it starts from Avadim Ayin and Leparolim's tribe. Maybe it starts from there. Alternatively, the Haggadah then continues and says, you have in the beginning, we were all idolaters. I guess a reference to Terach. Terach, the father of Abraham, was an idolater. There are other stuff. There's another beginning. Maybe it starts from Yaakov and Lavan. Maybe it starts from there. And if you think about it, if you think about it, you know that each story is different. The way you tell the story and the content of the story. I mean, you can't do all of this on the night of the on the night of the Seder. That's why it's a good thing that there are eight days, seven days of Pesach. You can keep telling the story. So each story turns out to be different. Each story turns out to be different. There's a story. The first of the stories is the power of Mitzrayim. We were slaves. We were slaves in Mitzrayim. And we don't usually tell this part of the story. And it was so offensive. It was so oppressive. It was so unsavory that the Torah says, don't go back to Mitzrayim. It doesn't say don't go into exile. Oh, you go to exile. That's the punishment. But don't go to Mitzrayim. And when the Torah wants to summarize and tell us something really awful, explain to us that there's a kind of hopelessness. It doesn't say don't go to Moab or don't go to Ammon or don't go to the Amorites. It says, don't go back to Mitzrayim. And the reason for that is obvious. We know that the purpose of uh, the purpose in, in our world, or the thing we strive for, is to be able to daven. Because davening is not about, it's not really about asking for things. We ask for things because we don't know what to do. I think. I mean, I don't have to keep saying I think because whatever I say is what I think. Davening. Davening is about standing before God. That's really hard. That's really hard. So to cover up our inability or our difficulty to cover it up, 
we say, look, uh, maybe you forgot about this. Maybe, you know, we can go back, uh, build the Beit HaMikdash. Maybe we could have David HaMelech. I mean, all these are good things, are things that we would want. But it's not real davening. Real davening, real davening is standing before Akadosh Baruch The Mishnah says that the Hasidim Arishonim, Hasidim Arishonim, whoever they were, but they were really from, you know, they were they were the real thing. They didn't just eat Ashras of the Badats. They were really from. They came to Daven an hour before everybody else, and they worked on themselves. They worked on themselves to to create a standing before HaKadosh Baruch And so we know that according to Rashi, you know, Rashi says this in, in Gracious, that, that man slash woman were directed to complete the creation through prayer. It was only through prayer that rain would come into the world. And because God's creation of the world was a world in which there would not be any rage so nothing would grow unless we decided to daven. That's the model. That's the model that Rashi left us with. Davening is about being in a partnership with a Kodesh world. Not snoring from a Kodesh world. Being in a partnership. In order that it rains and air it's Canaan, you've got to daven. Now, Egypt was the place where you didn't have to daven. It was the place in the world where the water came from the Nile, the Nile overflowed, the water came into the fields, and everything sort of grew. And therefore, Mitzrayim is held up as the model of the place where you don't have to daven. You don't have to daven. And that's not the world that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted, at least not according to Rashi. Not according to Rashi. So the Heshivcha Hashem Mitzrayim Ba'oniyot means the most terrible thing of all is going to happen. You're not going to be able, not going to be able to daven. You're going to be in the tribe, you're going to be looking around to see what happens and to understand the frailty of your situation. <laughs> you're not going to be able, you're not going to be able to do much about it. That's the worst possible punishment that there is. And I'm not sure that the Pusuk means that it's going to happen or that it definitely happens, or it will happen, I mean, or the Pesach is just telling us about something that is really terrible. Something is really terrible. Tkiyatrofan. Tkiyatrofan is the ultimate statement that every Jewish person can make. Tkiyat we say, is remarkable. There's a remarkable aspect to Tkiyat and that is that women 
what I'm telling you is uh, is absolutely factual. Women decided, even though it's a mitzvah, which means in, you know, in halacha speak, it means that women don't have to do the mitzvah. They don't have to do that. You tell that to the women today who go to hear Tziat Shofar, that they don't have to. They will look upon you as a, like a strange, a strange personality. In other words, the women have determined on their own and they have changed the mitzvah of, from being a mitzvah to say shizman grama to being a mitzvah to say. What does that mean? It means that the, whoever's walking around with a shofar and rushing shoulder and blowing shofar for people who are unable to do it themselves, doesn't matter if they tell you about a man or they tell you about a woman. It's equal. The women are equally obliged. Who made that? Who made them obliged? Who made them obliged? Well, they made themselves. They insisted on it. They insisted on it. I think that's one of the great things that happened in Halakha. One of the great things. Now, what was it? What was it that drew the women to Tkiyat Shofar? Question. My answer is I haven't got a clue, but I could guess. We can think, we can guess about it. I said, what is Tkiyat Shofar? You know, you know, we've made a lot of mistakes in, in our history, starting from Adam Arishon and Chava and Gan Eden till our time. We've made a lot of mistakes. We knew things, but a certain percentage of those mistakes were made because words are confusing. It's difficult to know what you say when you say words. Difficult to know. Someone will come and say, did you mean this or did you mean that? And you go up to, you want to look up to heaven and you want to say something absolutely clear, something that's known, that's understood, that 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 is a kind of reflection of who you really are. That's all you want. And the only weapon you have at your disposal the only weapon is words. And it's hard to clearly state who you are and what you want in the words. If what you want is the promise that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made through Rashi to us that we could be partners in the creation of the world, that we can somehow stand with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in making the world a better place, all of those things, that's what we want. But the words escape us. You can go through the words of the Shemona Esra. You say, okay, I like this and I like that. And I, I like it all, but, but it's not really real. So once a year, once a year, we're instructed, instructed to daven without words. To breathe into the shofar. And you know that when God created man slash woman by Ba'apov, he blew into him, into his nose, into his nostrils, something special. And so what you want to do is give it back. So really what you're doing is, I think, 
He's just saying, it's coming from me, from the soul that I am. And you blow out, just as HaKadosh Baruch Hu blew in, so to speak. And the shofar is just there, so you know that you're doing it. The shofar is not the davening. Davening is that it comes from who you really are. It comes from who you really are. So after Tkiyat Shofar, we say this piyut. Hayom harat olam. We say, I remember that there was a beginning. And I remember that it happened on, I mean, it's true that it's a, a machlokas tanoim, but it doesn't matter. Everybody's right in words. It's true that the world was created in Tishrei. It's also true that the world was created in Nisan. That doesn't bother me in the slightest. But the world being created in Tishrei on Rosh Hashanah, what is it that I'm supposed to be remembering? So the answer is, Ayom Yamid Bamishpat. Today, today is a day of judgment which means that the world was created in a higher kind of notion, din, that the world would be able to exist in the higher standard, higher standard. Later on, Kaddish Baruch Hu saw that this couldn't happen. So it became Baruch Hashem Elokim. It became Hashem Elokim. Rachamim bedin, but the the din, it's in the Torah. It's not that we are supposed to forget about it. So we say, we say it's like the story of Yitziat Mitzrayim. Where does it start? And what are we supposed to remember? There's also the story of Rosh Hashanah. And when does Rosh Hashanah start according to the Piyut? It starts at Briyat HaOlam, the creation of the world. And as we know, the world was created with Mishpat, judgment. Judgment means we're held accountable. Held accountable, we don't have to keep praying for mercy again and again, weak and unhappy. So that's what the, the piyut, that's the piyut of Ayom Harat Olam. I remember that today is the day that the world was created. So I say, Rosh Hashanah, I remember that. Ayom Ya'amid Bamishpat, today, Today, not the mishpat of the Beit Din and Beit Mishpat, but the mishpat of the creation of the world. I recognize the fact that I could really be good, that I could do it, that I could get to it. And I recognize that from Pigat Shofar, which just validates the fact that there's something inside of me which is worth something, which is better than, which is something that I have to grow all of these things all of these things uh, 
differentiated from going back to Mitzrayim, where you don't have the story of Yitziat Mitzrayim, but you have the story of Mitzrayim opposed to other places, other places in the world. So I wish you all Siva Siva Tova. Remember about Kiat Shofar. Uh, I'm happy to give this year in memory of Dr. Chuck Feldman's out, dedicated by his loving family. All the best to you. Be well. Siva Siva Tova. Tova. Tova.